0: According to legend, you have a dumping ground, planet where you lock up all the Daleks that go wrong.
1: So how much trouble are we
0: in? What do the Daleks do when they're too scared? The predator of the Daleks will be deployed. The asylum has a force field, the Daleks upstairs are waiting for me to turn it off, as soon as
2: I do they'll burn this whole world and us will.
0: The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and I would like to start. By welcoming this time, I'm going to go first with you, Lee Shackelford. How goes the day? I am very well, sir. Hope you are the same. I am the same. I'm doing quite well, but I'm kind of sad because you didn't get the introduction that you got last (laughs) week, our last episode. (laughs) Well, it's not the kind of thing
1: one would want to repeat. It would wear a bit thin.
0: What did you think of the, I know you heard it live, but what did you think of the edited and... All whatever
1: version. Well, with the sound effects added, that is a splendid thing. Right? And, you know, thanks to you, now I have that as an MP3 to keep forever. So,
0: yes. <laughs> I have a little bit of feedback, and I'll introduce our other esteemed co host in just a moment. But I have to go ahead and say, our friend Shannon says, or as of 12.27 a.m. this morning, she says, Love the intro of Lee. That was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And I respond earlier this or later today. I said, I love doing that stuff that totally knocks them off their game. Ha, ha, ha. And she says, you really did it this time. Both of them were speechless for a second or two. That's right. And over over on her show, the character I
1: play has suddenly become the romantic lead. Oh. Which is not something. Yes, indeed. Not something I had expected. And I have to say that's all Shannon's writing. But people have been responding to the episode saying, Ooh, that's so lovely. Ooh, sexy. Ooh, I oh. love how Lee's voice works in that. And I had no idea. So I haven't heard it yet. I need to go. listen. Oh, it, it's it's so cool. What you can do in post. I guess what I'm saying. And
0: you know something? Mm-hmm. I, and she is 50% part of that Pluto. And Oh, wow. And I love this character, Donna. She is part, she is 50% of that Pluto. Donna, and I have to say, Bonnie Brantley <laughs> knocked it out of the park. Bonnie is a is a rare treasure. Uh, yes. I loved I loved it, loved it, loved it. So yes, go out, listen to Oz Nine. But before you do that, you must be able to be here when I say, Clarence Brown, welcome back. Another episode. How goes the day? I am doing well, man. As we mentioned last week, we are all vexed up and my
2: two weeks has finally passed. So I can go out in the streets and do crazy things now. No, not really. But <laughs> well, but I'm can. glad I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I can, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to, we still got to be careful of, of those people who don't want the shots, which saddens me deeply. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. But you know what? Maybe we will be somewhere in the future listening back to this episode and say, whatever that is in the future. Wow, we're at 95% in the United... No, I take that back. We are 95% vaccinated over the entire planet. And because, you know, 100 might not happen, but 95, that's where we are going to be somewhere in the future. So we're going to be positive, right? I hear you. Definitely. Well, gentlemen... I do have one thing for the news, and we discussed this briefly before we began recording. So I'm just going to un- say this for this news item. If you're a Doctor Who fan, and this is 2021, this is May the 4th. And if you're a Doctor Who fan, when people say May the 4th be with you, we're talking 4th Doctor. I exactly. get it. Yep. I know it. That's what it means. That's what I've told people <laughs> all freaking day today. But. If you've been reading the news lately, there's some things that have been in the news about certain people who are currently and or previously involved with Doctor Who. I will just say, I think I speak for all three of us. I don't really want to get into it on the show because we're talking positive and we, we like to keep things positive. I hope what we're reading is not true. If it is true, I hope that person or those persons take accountability for what they've done, learn from their mistakes, make resolutions for their mistakes, and be better. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, not trying to really wash over it, but until we know more and there are factual and inconclusive or conclusive proof, I don't really want to go down the gossip hole, uh, so to speak, but I do want to say, you know, at least acknowledge it because no one whether you're a Doctor Who star or whether you're not a Doctor Who star should feel uncomfortable in any shape, form or fashion. So yeah, that's my thought on the news guys. What do you think of that? Anything else you want to add? I, I, if I had a hat
1: on Kyle, I would take it off because um, I I think you really took the high road there. In our discussion, we were we were struggling with how much do we want to say? How much do we want to address? And one of the things I was thinking was there are a lot of people, probably people who enjoy listening to our show, who really don't want to hear about how some of the actors in, connected to this beloved franchise may have done something they shouldn't have done. They, they, they just don't want to hear it. And so if they want to, if this is news to them, and they want to get on the internets and dig up this uh, mock, then they can. But without calling any names, you've let people who don't want to hear it, make the choice for themselves. So I salute you. I think that was was very well and wisely.
0: Well, thank you, sir. And you know what is very well and wisely done? The fact that we have more feedback. And our feedback comes from none other than Matthew. And Matthew says, guys, Normally, I think the optimum length for a podcast is in the 45 to 60 minute range, the same range your episodes typically run. But when I saw the length of your Pyramids of Mars review was one hour and 24 minutes, I got very excited because I knew you must have found a lot of interesting things to talk about. It was a great discussion. Lee is right. It is a great story for Sarah Jane, Sutek is an interesting villain. The visuals are very memorable and there are so many great moments. Thanks for reviewing this one for me. It's between this and the talons of Wang Chiang for my favorite Tom Baker story. Yeah, I'm happy it inspired such a great review and that you all enjoyed it. Thank you, Matthew.
2: Yeah, it was fun to do. And speaking of that review, uh, we talked about that logic puzzle of the character who could tell the lot could only tell a lie and the one that could only tell the truth. And I, I rewatched Elaborate for some research for this <laughs> interview I did. And that same that yep. same uh thing is in that story. So there it yeah, is. It was, it was, it was
0: interesting. <laughs> I've never seen this until now but now I've seen it twice in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I want to bring real quick before we move on, I want to Give you the opportunity, Clarence, to say something that you mentioned in our post recording discussion, specifically about our fascination—meaning mine and Lee's fascination—with Sarah Jane Smith. You, you mind repeating that for us?
2: Oh, did did not make it in. I thought it made it in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so my thing was just I finally it finally kind of clicked on me. Quick click with me of why you like Sarah Jane so much. And honestly, it's not really about the story, but it's about spending time with her. And when she's written very witty and, you know, in a sense, she she takes charge when she has to, and I just I just love the writing in that story in particular because I felt everything she said was witty and and poignant, and you know uh, as I mentioned in review, even leading the doctor from set piece to set piece at times with the things she's bringing it up and and saying, so I I really love the way she was written in that story and kind of want to see more of her if she when she's written that well.
0: Here, here, yeah,
1: and there's the trick, but
2: <laughs> sometimes she's not,
1: but yeah.
0: But it, it is cool, and this is the, you know, and I know I've said this before on this podcast, but it's worth saying again, this is the beauty of what we do is for us to be able to have that episode in the 70s of Discussing Who where we do the uh, Brain of Morbius, and you watch it and not have that appreciation of Sarah Jane, and now... Have this ability to grow with the stories, and then get get it and let it click, and that's be part of our story, our narrative as a podcast. I think that's awesome. And I just say, as we
2: get into this review tonight, man, I love Jenna Coleman so much. <laughs> I really do. And that's the feeling I get when I see her on screen. I'm just happy. I'm just happy.
0: I yeah. just want to be there. <laughs> So you know what I'm not going to hold us off any longer I I don't want to bother your happiness today So I'm going to force myself to say If you have not seen Even though I'm not really forcing myself to say it I want to say it If you have not seen Asylum of the Daleks Put us on pause Go out Watch the episode Come back Because from this moment forward Spoilers Spoilers Affirmative Spoilers
1: Spoilers What spoilers And I killed
0: Sparky too <laughs> Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out and we are back to review Asylum of the Daleks. This is the first episode of the 2012/ 2013 series of Doctor Who also known as series 7 first airing on the 1st of September, 2012. It stars Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy Pond, Arthur Darville as Rory Williams, and features a surprise appearance by Jenna Coleman as Oswin Oswald. Summary review, I am obliged to say. Clarence Brown, Summary review. What do you think of this episode? Oh, man, I love this
2: episode. Um, I loved every moment. Jenna was on screen, obviously, and I really love how they threw us for a loop um, in the relationship between Amy and Rory, and the culmination of that at the very end with the reasoning and the emotional attachment to their reconnection, and also the emotional attachment to what we learn of of Oswin in this episode is just. Uh, a plus loved it
1: uh the same i have some i have some misgivings but for the most part it's just such a a thrilling story and and of course the puzzle about oswin is um ingenious and, and and in the end genuinely heartbreaking so um yeah i my understanding i kind of remember this from back in the day when this was was being aired was that uh Stephen Moffat was saying that he he really wanted to make the Daleks scary again, that they, they had become a joke, um, if they weren't a joke to start with. Yeah. They're scary. Indeed. This is a Dalek story where they're really scary. Yeah,
0: I agree. And, you know, for me, I loved this episode because we had just come off of the previous series where where the ending was the beginning and it was a Big, I love to say it, big ball of wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey stuff for the whole series. This presented us with a brand new shocker-slash-mystery-slash-what's-going-on that was outside of this time thingy. Even though I love Series 6, don't get me wrong, I loved tuning in, knowing that there was this new companion coming and not expecting her until maybe Christmas or the next year. And then, wah, there she is.
2: So let me hit you with the first question. Did we know? I, I wasn't available for the ride at the time this came out. So did we know that new campaign was coming when this was aired?
0: We did know, yes. We did not know how many episodes. We knew that Karen Gillan and Arthur Darville were leaving in Series 7. We did not know when, we knew that Jenna Coleman was coming. We knew that was coming after they left. So again, there she is. Because I remember watching it and asking, "Hey, that looks like that lady that was replacing Karen Gillen and, No, no, it can't be. And then I'm, you know, like I'm pausing it while I'm watching it, trying to, you know, get out. Here's the iPad. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> trying to find you know, what she looks like to see if it's the same person because I wasn't expecting her. Wow.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a meta thing that I really didn't get from my first watch through because when I first watched this, I was binging all of it. So I didn't didn't know there was sort of this um, fakery going on in this episode, which is really interesting in, in
0: hindsight. So let's start at the beginning. And, you know, you guys mentioned... Amy and Rory. And what did you guys think? And Lee, I'll start with you on this one. What did you think of the breakup of Amy and Rory that we're presented with when this story opened thoughts?
1: It's one of the things about this episode that I don't like. And it's, you know, when something bad happens to characters that you love, you, you understand that you're not supposed to like it, but that's a different thing from not liking the way it's being done. And I felt like it's just it's it's so ugly and it's so mean in the beginning that it changed the way I thought about those characters, that this has sort of crimped my view of Amy Pond from this episode forward. And so when we get to the revelation of what this breakup was about, my feeling was that's no reason for you to do what you were doing earlier. I I don't I, I I know that that people are not rational. But I want my characters in fiction to, for there at least to be um, closure. And I don't really feel like we're getting it here, but uh, I don't know.
0: That's just me. I want to hear what Clarence thinks, but I may be able to change your mind. Oh, good. All right, Clarence, what do you think? Yeah, I I was heartbroken by this, honestly.
2: And it's mentioned in the episode of all that Rory has gone through to be by her side. And... The reasoning did make me feel better by the end of it, um because it, it's they're going through a very real issue, and I do kind of agree with Lee that in you know our space show, maybe we don't want to see that, but I felt like it felt very real and raw now i don't I don't know if the placement of placement of it in this episode was a good thing, but I felt it was very real and raw, and the reasoning I can see. I can see, but I don't like, in in Lee's defense, I don't like the fact that she made that decision for both of them. You know, part of it being a relationship is that you talk about things. You don't just bury them and push people out for no apparent reason. So you got him over here wondering what I did wrong, but she knows why. She feels that way, but she made the decision for both of them. And I don't think that's fair to Rory.
0: Again, I, I think you both gave very, very valid points. And I think this came to me from being an episode that I I love the episode, but it's not one that I go back and watch often. I probably haven't seen this in a good six or eight years. Again, I love watching the episode. It's a good episode, but I was not as in tuned with the music until I watched it this time. So here's what I think Moffat was trying to do. I think he was trying to present to us, the audience, something that we rarely see with Doctor Who's companions, which are, you see them as they are traveling, they don't travel, and, and until New Who, nine times out of 10, we do not see them again. I know we saw the Brigadier, we saw him age with the show, but he is the exception, not the rule. I think that is what Moffat was trying to do, was show that there are times where we see that happy Christmas dinner, but things don't always turn out to be like that. Now, in Amy's defense, I think that Amy looked at it from an overwhelming look of, there's nothing that I can do to compete. He's waited 2,000 years. To keep me safe Now I cannot give him children and I think that was a depression that caused her to go and do what she did. Do I think it's rational? Do I absolve the character of that? Absolutely not I' but that's how I read it. Now what really got to me though was again, not being as familiar with the music years and years ago the music that they're playing right, At the point where they're having this, where Amy is walking into the um, studio and she's just been so mean, she's saying that she doesn't have a husband, blah, 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 about to get her makeup done, is the same music that they play in New York on the top of a building. We'll get to that in a couple of episodes, but no spoilers. But hearing that music played in the background, for me, gave me a completely different impression of what was going on on screen because I knew what was coming from the emotional beats of that music. And I'll be honest with you, it made me cry watching it yesterday. So that's how I interpreted it. Again, you guys have very valid interpretations of it, but i that's how I chose to interpret it. Mm. So... There you go. I may be totally crazy, and if I am crazy, then I have to ask you guys, where would you put me? Maybe in a Dalek asylum, and I'm curious to know what you guys think of a Dalek asylum. And Clarence Brown, thoughts. What did you think of Dalek asylum? Did we do a spoiler warning? Did did I nod off during that? Uh, No, we did not. We did do a spoiler warning. Okay. Trust me. Yeah. We absolutely yeah. did. I'm what? sure you did. I just... I don't know. Hmm. Oh, we did. We did because I said something to the effect of I uh, wouldn't... Uh, something I didn't want to do it. But just for the sake of it, mm. if you have you not did. heard Lee Shackelford here, the spoiler warning, I'm not going to do it. Just go <laughs> rewind, watch it again, because from this <laughs> moment forward, I'm not even going to play the spoilers, but I had fun saying it. So <laughs> I'm on a roll. The Dalek Asylum. Crazy. We are. But, Clarence Brown, Dalek Asylum, what did you think? So this is one of the problems I had with
2: the episode. Not necessarily the Dalek Asylum itself, but I felt that once the Doctor gets to the Parliament and they're having the discussion of Save Us, I don't think they ever gave us a really clear idea of what the mission was. I mean, the Doctor kind of spells it out later on in the episode. But they just gave us hints. Oh, we got the shield, but we can't lower it because, you know, they didn't want to go in. So I felt like it it did leave it up to us to fill in those pieces. But I would have liked it to be a little more spelled out on what the doctor is going down there to do specifically. And maybe there's just a gap in my logic. <laughs> but as far as the asylum itself, probably the last place in the world the doctor wants to go. Because he's more than likely the person that sent most of these Daleks to the asylum. So I found it very interesting. I found it interesting that it's uh, an asylum planet and they have this this these nanobots, this nanocloud that is um, sort of a another addition to this this asylum that, if anybody does get in, they're going to be converted. So I, I did like the concept of that. But again, worst place for the doctor to go. And I guess that what, what made the, the mission to go down there and investigate ultimately fun. Um, what, what did you guys think? I, I am just now thinking that I
1: I think I missed part of the essential logic of this story. And um, so help me remember, the Daleks can't kill their own kind, right?
0: Right. So because Kate is so It's perfect. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so now they've got a planet of defective Daleks, but in the end, they destroy the
2: planet. Yeah, they want the Doctor to lower the shield so they can destroy the planet. So why are they destroying the planet? Yeah, because, yeah they don't,
0: they, they don't give a clear explanation on what's going on. I mean, they really don't. Was it, and again, this may just be my brain trying to piece the faulty logic there together, but... Was it because of what was coming from the asylum? Did did they know that they had this renegade Dalek down there, and it was that the reason? I think so, yeah. And maybe their their own ego would not allow them to say, we have this renegade Dalek down there that we're afraid of, so go save us from it?
2: Yeah, but... The whole thing was to get them to lower the shield so they could destroy the Daleks down there. But from my point of view, when they are reaching out to the doctor to please save us, we're so scared. It wasn't a real threat. They were already on the planet and the shield was up. The doctor does make the connection that, oh, if something got in, maybe they can get out. But uh, it, 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 all the pieces don't quite connect to me on, on the logic there.
0: Yeah, so any other thoughts while i briefly very briefly look up that so any any other thoughts on the asylum itself while i look that up and what about let me ask specifically these human quote unquote daleks with the head stalks coming out of their head what what were your thoughts on those
1: um th- i think that would be that would feel just absurd if we haven't been taught earlier in the this series that um uh, nanobots can do completely things that look completely miraculous to us up here on our scale. And, um, so yeah, you know, if you, if you're willing to buy the, the, uh, the empty child, um, then, yeah. then, then yeah, this, all, this all makes sense.
2: Yeah. And, and I kind of was equating it to, you know, we talk about Star Trek all the time, but the Borg, right? you know, yeah. get those right. nanoprobes in you. <laughs> yeah. You got problems. Right.
1: Um, yeah. The big clunky stuff is, uh, yeah, that's an accessory. <laughs> it's uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, kind of on a meta level too. I think the asylum of the Daleks is fun because it's supposed to be full of Daleks going back to the beginning. And in order to shoot this, the uh, the show had to round up every Dalek that is still uh, in existence. So they um, some of them that we see on camera are indeed very, very old. Oh. Um, and um, one of the ones that I that I spotted in particular is the uh, the special weapons Dalek that is not, yes, nothing but a gun. Yes, and, yes. It's, uh, and of course, that has only been seen before in Remembrance of the Daleks,
0: which we reviewed on this show. So uh, and you know what? Uh, just as we were talking about Clarence, we were talking about you earlier. I didn't appreciate the seeing that the last time I watched it and then this time I'm going, Oh yeah, you're from Asylum of the- I mean you're from Remembrance of the Daleks. So see, it happens to me too. There you go. All uh, right. So here's the answer to our question about uh, the reason they were there. The whole planet is automated surrounded by an impenetrable and is the whole planet is automated and surrounded by a shield, but the Daleks have detected a signal of unknown origin on the planet. The Daleks never considered tracing it back and trying to communicate with the with the source. So, huh. so they hear the opera music and that's freaking them out. <laughs> evidently, so. <laughs> um, yeah. So let me ask you guys this. You guys were talking about the sleeper agents. We see this guy when they get to the planet, the guy I will call the guy in the white coat. When did you realize that he wasn't human? Or did you know instinctively that he wasn't? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I wondered if
1: we would be spending more time with him. You know, oh, interesting new character, you yeah, know, but no.
2: <laughs> Not gonna happen. Yeah, I I didn't either because I started kind of getting attached to him. Yeah. Oh, you know, this guy survived. Somebody actually survived. And then you start to question it as soon as you realize the numbers don't line up. Wait, 12 days? Yeah. You know, uh, Osmond
0: said they've been there for 363 days.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: then it kind of falls apart from there.
0: (laughs) And, And you know what? I'm just sitting here thinking about this story. I... I think this is what is so cool about this story is while there is a lot that happens there's not a lot that happens yeah. does that make sense in the story
1: yeah there is a lot of uh, um, sort of running around and bumping into daleks and uh, in the dark and yeah. that kind of thing um which um, you know a lot of times i find tedious uh, uh, even on the show but uh, I, I found all this really engaging
2: yeah, interesting as well to see how the Daleks um wake up <laughs> uh-huh. it, slowly. I thought that was that was pretty interesting and you know, give, gave Rory a little bit more time to get away. <laughs> so I thought all that was was really good. Now I will say I did have a huge problem with and they did it twice. Um first when Amy loses her nano cloud bracelet. I'm like, really? She lost it in a scuffle. Are these animated dead people on the Alaska Mm. that great of pickpockets? Yeah. Grab it as she runs away. Mm. 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 So, yeah, I, I didn't really buy that one bit. It made for good intrigue
0: and good drama, but, you know. So speaking of Daleks, let me segue us and transition us over to another Dalek in the story, and Clarence, I'm going to point this one to you first. We see Oswin Oswald, and she is in this bunker, we'll call it, and mm. she's been there for 365 days. Initial thoughts of Oswin Oswald, and I'm not saying everything you know Clara to be, etc. and so forth. I'm talking about Oswin first appearance, you're watching it for the first time. What did you think of this character?
2: Uh, Can I separate those? I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, I just like the way that she was engaging, clever in some of the things she was saying, Uh, very bright. And even in this situation that she was in, very optimistic at the very beginning. Um, And as she transitions into being kind of the the voice over the comm system throughout the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I thought she was great. And honestly, if you're going to introduce an actor to Doctor Who, I think she has one of the best introductions to me oh. cuz instantly I was just like I I got to see more. I got to yeah. see more. Right. Lee. Oh, same, same,
1: absolutely. It's this is some of the best character writing
2: I think of uh, of
1: Moffat ever. And um she's just um yeah, we're all just uh, smitten with her, you know, from the word go. And that's why
0: the final revelation here is uh, is so crushing. Yeah. You know, I think what Moffitt did, and I agree with what you guys said, but I think in his brilliance here was not only did she come out of left field completely unexpected, which if you are able to pull that off in today's, I don't think you could probably pull that off in today's society, much less how hard it even was in 2012. That said, you pulled that off, you made it a secret, you kept it a secret even after initial screenings and people didn't reveal, you know, what was coming. So you bring in this person early, you create this character, but but you don't have the character interact with the current companions in a way that is antagonistic. Instead, you use this character to save your current companions. She's flirting with Rory. Yes. (laughs) Good. You know, which he needed at that point because
2: Amy was doing them wrong. Let's be honest here.
0: (laughs) But, but, but as an art, I mean, you're making a joke, but, but seriously, as an audience, You're okay with that because, again, she's saving him. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. she says
1: she's doing it to keep his spirits up.
2: You know, and 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 the the subtle thing with the souffle as well. um, For us, we're just like, oh, she can't get it right. But the doctors, he's smart. He's ahead of the game. Like, what are you? Where are you getting this milk? You've been here for a year. What? I, I don't understand. You know. So he's already started to unpack the mystery even before we get to the the revelation at the end. Like something is not jiving here.
0: Yep, I agree. I totally agree. Because, you, you know, they, there's throwaway lines at the very beginning where he's at the very beginning starting to ask that question, where'd you get the milk? Yeah. Totally out of left, well, I keep saying out of left field, but out of left field, where'd you get the milk? Yeah. So let's talk, before we get to the reveal, I want to talk a little bit about our current set of companions and the scene where... They have the conversation that puts Amy and Rory back on the right track. So, Lee, why don't you start us off with this one? What did you think of that?
1: I I, I still, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't
0: work. It's That's not how you
1: resolve a, a situation like that. And it doesn't explain why she is being so stone cold hateful to him the first time we see him. It works dramatically to get us on board with understanding that some that there's some trouble. But this is this is my complaint. It's not about that I don't want to see them not in love, because you know I don't, but nobody does. My problem here is with this script, and it's this, that what she the explanation when it finally comes does not justify what she did earlier. And and it's supposed to, in storytelling terms. We're supposed to find out why she's being this way, but it doesn't. The two things don't connect for me. If you're heartbroken because you can't have a baby, you you don't you don't become hostile to the other person. That doesn't that doesn't advance you towards your goal. And I know that's that people do irrational things, but that I lose respect for her because she did. And I so hope come, I don't sound like them. they don't come back together because this conversation fixes it, as you were just saying. They come back together through the
2: grace of Rory. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Rory, that, that guy. Yeah. That guy.
0: Yeah. She so can she tell I don't him. Want to sound...
2: <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He did wait for her for
1: 2000 years. And she says, don't, don't give me that. That's nothing compared to having to give up, give you up. That's, that's very sweet on paper, but he waited 2000 years for you.
2: Yeah. And in, in the face of all of that, He's he's using his Stone Cold logic, as he puts it, to to say, "Hey, maybe if I give you my bracelet, we'll both survive." You know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, still, he's
2: still trying to save her. Yeah. 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 And just to play devil's advocate, I I know there are people out there who've gone through similar situations, so we can't pretend to give it give the woman's point of view on that. I'm pretty no. sure there's no. plenty of couples that are broke up for for that v- very same reason. Uh-huh. But but I, I do agree with you, Lee. It's hurtful to see her totally shut him out without even giving him a chance to be a part of the conversation. She made the decision, you know, to, to not just walk away but be rude about it. You know, yeah. She's ha- she's having her um call back to to uh, closing time. She's having her um her photo shoot at the very beginning. You know, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, <laughs> you. Yeah. Sign of paper. Right. Like, really? <laughs> so, so, yeah. so let, so it's let your me husband. ask this. I
0: don't have a... Ouch. So let me ask this question. And Lee, I'm asking you not as the fan, but I want to ask you as the technical, you know, that's breaking the story down into the technical bits. Do you think what I took away from hearing the music. Was part of the intent to lessen what you said about the script? Yeah. Or do you think that was just a byproduct? No,
1: I I, I think you're probably right. I can really imagine them in the edit suite putting the final cut of this episode together saying, wow, that's still really harsh. Uh, What can we do here? Uh, (laughs) How about some really sweet music here that's going to... Yeah, and one that they've used
0: before, and um, right, and uh, with, for them, yeah, we'll, yeah.
1: Well, so we'll build on the continuity. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it in another direction really, really quick. Because while you guys were talking, I actually thought of this, which is, doesn't that kind of be, or isn't that whole conversation a moot point? And not only that, a slap in the face of River, because you're talking like I yes. can never have kids, right? But you have a grown child. Mm-hmm. that you grew up with. hmm. I mean, I get, she she didn't raise,
2: she didn't raise her kid. And somebody that's not lived with my kids for several years, I can see why they would want to have that experience of raising a kid. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Every time the kid and look, every time the kid got in trouble, mama was there. Mama and daddy were there every time when the kid got in trouble in high school, Mama and daddy were there. Yeah, but they were teenagers, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And they didn't know that that was their daughter. And I I get your point. I
0: just had to to play with reality there for a second.
1: Yeah.
0: Very good point. Yeah. Also, is it
1: really satisfying to have a daughter who's a total hellion? Yeah. But uh, I did read the notes somewhere. I want to say this. Somebody had said this on IMDb that – one of the early ideas was that during um, Amy's photo shoot that she was going to have her hair done up like, like River Song. Ah, said, that would be cool. That's kind of cool. But I guess then it was hard to explain why it wasn't going to be like that in the rest of the episode or anyway.
0: And how can you, my my next thing is, unless she's wearing a wig, yeah. how does she have her hair up like River
1: right, Song? Right, yeah. Well, that's it. They may have actually attempted it and said, this is not going to work <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, at least uh considering the time frame it was, at least she still had hair. That's right. There you go. All right, so let's swing back to our other reason why we're here and let's go to the scene and the revelation between the doctor and Oswin at when at what point did you realize that Oswin wasn't what she thought, not what she said, but what she thought and believed herself to be. And Clarence, I'll let you take this one. Uh, Original watch,
2: I didn't realize to the very end. Um, And it's so harsh because even when the doctor makes it to the location she is after um, traveling, you know, through the asylum, she's like, Come on, you're not come on in. You know, come on through the door. It's it's so heartbreaking to see that. And they spent all this time uh making us love this character. And of course, you you knew the meta part of of this that she was actually coming back later, but man, man, that is such a harsh revelation. And even, you know, when I went back and watched it this time, you see all the signs from the very beginning. Like I mentioned, the souffle. You, you, you if you take a close look to her, oh, little closer spaceship, you, it has all the, 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 the architectural structure of what you would probably think uh, inside of a Dalek head would look like. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's so obvious in hindsight, but man, such a heartbreaking reveal for that character. And, and, you know, even knowing what, has to happen to her you still see she she does what's right for the dr amen rory in the very end so yeah just a a, (laughs) incredible reveal
0: so so let me let me say this before lee takes the the mic which is yes i knew that jenna at the time jenna louise coleman was joining the cast so when she was introduced Oh, Oswin Oswald! That's the new companion. Yeah, that in my mind right there solidified. Oh, new companion, Oswin Oswald! That's who she is. So when when you say that, you know, I knew she was co- you know coming back or whatever. I thought at that initial watch, this is the new companion. I was. Uh-huh. Expecting her to get out of dodge and and go, uh, you know, and travel with Amy and Rory and the Doctor for several episodes. That was my intent of the episode. Lee, what were you thinking? Um, I,
1: I think I got it as soon as we saw the Dalek that was in chains, um, which is a, a lovely throw call back to uh, the Ninth Doctor story Dalek, where, where we saw the first Dalek in New Who, and it's it is also bound up in chains like that,
2: mm,
1: yeah. uh, and, and so. Uh, the doctor comes into the room where he's being led to find Oswin and there's the Dalek in chains. And I said, Oh, MG, that's her, isn't it? Oh boy. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I think that part of during that, that terrible scene as she's being forced to face the truth that I started wondering, is it possible that this, that this could be the, the new companion, that the doctor, the doctor's now going to be traveling with a Dalek, but it's not really a Dalek.
2: Interesting.
1: And then it turned out that turned out to not be it, but I thought, Doug, I thought that was an interesting idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and I think I pondered, you know, had a conversation where we pondered the same thing mm. was because your brain is trying to rationalize it, right? Yeah. You're, you, you're the fan, you're watching, you, you have the foreknowledge of knowing this actor is coming to the show, but yet you're trying to nail. <laughs> Absor- uh, absorb what you've just seen uh, and m- <laughs> make that how does this happen right, kind you of try to make it make make it fit with what it you already sense. know yeah uh, you, you, you you take the meta and you take the story and you try to you know resolve the two and they they just there's no resolution and I think that's the brilliance of it here mm-hmm. yeah way, way to kick off a mystery
2: for a new season as well even knowing the meta you know
0: Like, Mm -hmm. how are they going to, how are they going to make this work? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Just killed her. Yeah. So what did you think? And this is, um, I'll go ahead and say this is my favorite quote before we even get to it, but what did you think? And again, Clarence, I keep pointing it to you, but we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this. So I'm going to keep pointing to you first. So when you see that, and I call it one of the iconic moments in you who, because I think it was well-written, but Jenna Coleman brilliantly acted this single set of dialogue when she does the run, run you clever boy and remember. Yeah. So many, what things, do you think?
2: So many things about this episode with her, just things that I instantly think about when I think about her being in Dr. Who, you know, even as different characters other than, you know, Oswin, um, I loved it. Definitely something that's gonna carry along with her. And correct me if I'm wrong here, did did she break the fourth wall a little bit at the very end of that? I had not remembered that before,
1: uh from the other times that I've watched this. But she definitely she says and
0: remember and looks at the camera. Mmm. So good.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. And see that's that's one of the things that I loved about it was you 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 signaled. That 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 little glimpse, and it was a second, nothing more, but that smile that she already had and the eye looking at the camera, it was like telling the audience and remember. In other words, remember me. I'm not going. I'm going yeah. away. I'll be back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's always daring when you break the fourth wall like that. So she's saying that she's telling us to room as much as she is telling him.
0: Mm. And... The, the cool thing about it, this is, and again, all praise to Moffat, there are bits that we see of Oswin that we will learn where she gets those bits as we go through series seven. You know, there are things that she does as a character that we learn why she is able to do that as we watch these episodes um, in part two of this upcoming series so gentlemen I have to ask you are there any other items on your list before we get into our favorite quote I think we pretty much covered everything that that, that I had
2: well did, did the opening
0: theme change in this episode ah I'm glad you mentioned that the music did not however the aesthetic the look was tinted green as opposed to blue with a little bit of yellow, and it was faded a little bit. Now the logo started doing something that it only did, and correct me if I'm wrongly, in Series 7, where the story dictates how the logo is presented. It had the Dalek
2: Dalek eggs on it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that was cool. Now we've seen specifically, I think, the husband of River Song. We saw a Christmas-themed version of the of the you know opening credits. But as far as the entire season, uh, I think this is the first time we see that you know that happening where it's dictated specifically episode by episode. So Lee, any other things before we get to our favorite quote? I got nothing. All right. So Clarence Brown, favorite quote. Oh, man, there's some good ones. <clears throat> Is there a word
2: for total screaming genius that sounds modest and a tiny bit sexy? Says Oswin. <laughs> doctor, you call Come me a doctor. the doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: see what you did there.
0: So good. <laughs> um, All right.
1: Lee Shackelford. Well, uh, once again, that was my favorite line, too. Uh, but Oh, you sorry. Could, you could drop a pen in this and just just about anything that Oswin gets to say in this. Uh, her, her, her teasing the doctor about his chin and then, uh, and she's already met Rory and giving him hell about his nose. So then when, uh, they are, they're reunited, she says, loving this, the nose and the chin,
0: you guys should fence. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, oh man. well, you guys know what my favorite quote was. So I will start out again can, can and I, I will. Yeah, Can I ahead. add an honorable mention real quick? By all means, go So before,
2: it. it may have been right before or right after the credits. Um, I think Amy X, um, no, wait, let's see. Someone asked, it might have been Amy how much trouble are we in? And then the doctor says, how much trouble, no, it was, it was Rory, because he says, how much trouble, Mr. Pine, out of 10, 11. 11. <laughs> yeah. We go to the credits.
1: <laughs> you it's know it's coming, but it's, uh, it's yeah. still fun when it lands. Yeah. <laughs> Did we, we didn't talk about the fact that Oswin erases the Daleks' memory of him, which leads no, them but... all chanting, Doctor Who! Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, one of those moments. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he comes into the
1: TARDIS just giddy with delight about that dancing, and he's saying Doctor Who. And I, I, I like that a whole lot better than, than the, the idea teased before that that's the oldest question in the universe. The question that must not be answered, you know, (laughs) because I think that's just plain stupid. But this I love is that him rejoicing in the fact that the Daleks don't know who he is. This is a fresh start in his ongoing war with the Daleks. It's uh, yeah, I can't even remember now if that if if
0: they just forgot about that again later or. (laughs) as they sometimes well, do,
1: or, or what?
0: So we'll see. Well, see, that's the thing that I didn't get, because the next time we see the Daleks, they absolutely know who he is. I guess it depends on where in time he meets them, I guess. Well, But yeah, do we yes. see the nano Daleks anymore? I don't think we do. And I am wishing, well, no, 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 no. I take that back. We do indeed. We mm. do indeed. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. A hundred percent do. And, and I won't, um, I won't, Spoil that, but um, yeah, I'll let that be a present, so I won't spoil that. So, we've done our favorite scene. I mean, we've done our favorite quote. Have we done our favorite scene? Not yet. All right. So, Clarence Brown, favorite scene? Uh, Anything with uh, Jenna Coleman in it,
2: basically. (laughs) We talked about her introduction, but I loved her introduction where she's giving a spill about the Alaska and, you know, current status, shipwrecked somewhere not nice. <laughs> I just thought that introduction of
0: her was just fabulous. And I loved every minute of it. All right. Lee Shackleford.
2: I am
1: still sticking up for Rory. And I'll say that I really loved the, uh, uh the thing that could have been tedious if not for his, uh, marvelous, uh, talent for physical comedy that, uh, that whole business of him trying to tiptoe past the Daleks. And, um, <laughs> You know, he he sort of experimentally turns the head on one of them and then it just turns back again and he he just watches it go like, "Uh oh, (laughs) Mm. it's just that that whole sequence. And and Rory being Rory, he wants to help them. Even the Daleks. Is is this what you want? Is this this is an egg? Is that what this is? (laughs) Will you just get out of there? You know, that's (laughs) love it.
2: Just love it. End it with a baseball slide, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) very well too. So, so Lee, I said at the beginning that you know I thought maybe I could change your opinion of a certain scene. uh, excuse, Excuse me, of a certain scene, and in fact, you did the same to me. Is I had this scene with Rory and Amy as my favorite scene, but I've taken that away during our conversation and changed my mind. And I'm going to say my favorite scene is what we just talked about a few minutes ago, breaking the fourth wall. Mm. And that's going to be my favorite scene. So final rating. And I have been waiting ever since we started doing our final rating and adding some type of object to (laughs) final rating to give this rating. So my final rating is five Clarence Brown's happy to see <laughs> Jenna Coleman out of five. There you go. There you go. Clarence Brown, what say you? Uh, mine would be five
2: soufflés out of five. You know, where, where's, where are you getting the milk from? You know, I, man, I love this episode and I'm, you know, Clara, like I said, up top, Clara is my, or, or Jenna Coleman is my antidote to cows. Um, Oh,
0: dear, where my, where's my recorder? You know, Clara, Clara, Clara. Clara. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good. Well, I, the only thing I have to say to that is the souffle isn't the souffle. The souffle is the recipe. There mm. you go. Mm,
2: okay. All right.
0: Wow. All right. All right. Well, to, yeah, to sort of wrap that, uh,
1: tie all that up, I was going to give it 4.9 egg whisks. So, you
2: are.
0: <laughs> so, before the two of you with all of my puns that I could so do and literally, you know, like get in the kitchen and sort of egg-stir-me-nate-me, I am going to ask you guys, where else might you be found on the internet or what have you been watching that you would like to share? And Clarence, since this is your episode, I'm going to end it by starting with you first. Clarence, what about you?
2: But. So seeing Jenna Coleman again led me down a rabbit hole to seeing what else she's been acting in lately. Of course, Victoria has been off the screen for a few years now. Please bring it back or finish oh. it up. Uh, but doesn't look like that's going to happen unless there's some production going on I don't know about right yeah. now. But Jenna I Coleman, don't, is I don't all-
1: want them to follow that story long enough for her to become um, wider <laughs> than she was tall. I don't I, I don't. I don't. I just don't want to get there. So, so you're saying this is a good place to end it? Yeah. I, let's let's keep. Uh, if you know uh, the history of Victoria, then yeah. Let's end about here. <laughs> but,
2: but I've been taking out other things that Jenna Coleman has be, been in. She's in this show called The Cry, which um, I think it's a, a, a drama, and that's on. You can watch it on YouTube TV for free. So I'm gonna be watching that soon. And also, she's in a show called The Serpent which is on Netflix. And I'm going to also be seeing what that's all about just to see Jenna Coleman. So that that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Lee Shackleford. Do you know, Clarence,
1: you reminded me that one of the things that I discovered or pieces that I just put together this week was that in one of the many versions of pride and prejudice on screen, uh, Jenna Coleman, when she was very young, was Kitty Bennett, the, the youngest oh. of the Bennett daughters. And in another version of Pride and Prejudice, Kitty Bennett was played by Carrie Mulligan. Really? So there's a there's a Doctor
0: Who connection for you. So mm. uh, anyway. And I'm going to swing it in another direction. So. The three of us just talked about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the series on Disney Plus. I think it is in Captain America, the first movie, Captain America. And I think there is a scene set back in the forties where cap goes to somewhere and bucky has a date uh-huh. and that date is none other than jenna coleman i hate you bucky okay, go <laughs> <ahead. Sorry.
1: laughs> Ooh, mess you up
0: <clears throat> so there you go
1: now what i've been doing is i've been following the progress of uh Hulanta as the plans are coming together virtual tardis 2021 because it really isn't in atlanta it's going to be Everywhere, uh, not everywhere in space and time, though, but specifically <laughs> on May 29th from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And to find out more about that, you should just go to
0: com. That's W-H-O-L-A-N-T-A dot C-O-M. Oh, yeah. So I will say and, and Lee, I think, well, both of you will appreciate this one. You know, we always, you know have fun coming up with ways to bring in and say something about relativity in our episodes. But this is truly organic. This is not me trying to just throw in relativity at relativitypodcast.com. But this is me saying I had forgotten how much I missed a character that doesn't even exist in the (laughs) real world until I was doing your your. Announcement or your introduction last week, and I inserted that this is Nadia mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh well, I miss oh, nadia there's her voice yeah i I had very much the same reaction like oh who she is there's Nadia yeah. so if you want to find out why I have such a adoration of a character that is a, a an a i that is not snarky but can be snarky when she says a certain word, a bit. go out and find. Relativity Podcast at relativitypodcast.com. So, Clarence, we have finally reached the destination of Clara and the mystery of Clara. So I hope you're happy. And for everyone listening, if you want to join us on this ride, which I'm sure you do, just know this. We will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.